0: Welcome to the Recovery Hour podcast, where we choose to recover out loud by sharing our personal stories of inspiration, hope, and triumph. Together, we can end the stigma and shame typically tied to mental illness and the disease of addiction. We are proof that recovery does happen. Joy and laughter may be involved. This is the Recovery Hour with Lori Winfeld. Welcome everyone to the Recovery Hour podcast. This is your host, Lori Winfelt. And as usual, I'm sweating because I'm so excited because I today have one of the most iconic peeps that I believe is in sobriety and recovery. And I'm so fucking geeked up and I had to say the F word right away so that Eden Sassoon feels very comfortable to be here on the podcast. Welcome, Eden. Thank you for coming. Thank you, Lori. You did. You,
1: you, you fully gave me permission to 100% be myself and say fuck all i need to so i fucking love you lady thank you
0: (laughs) so if anybody's listening um please know there's a reason there's a big e explicit content and you know what if i lose some listeners because of that they don't know who i am so eden in case you were wondering is a reality tv personality and consultant as well as a beauty expert from beverly hills also the daughter of the late beauty icon vidal sassoon She also was a participant in the seventh season of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, is a serial entrepreneur. And right now she has to tell me all about what the hell Sway TV is. So, (laughs) oh, yes.
1: Lori, yes. Okay, so Sway TV, you went right in with that one. I love it. (laughs) I (laughs) did. So, okay. Sway TV is a live streaming platform, basically like a network, but of live streamers that is, now under amazon live okay so you know we have up to like 15 to 20 different hosts for the most part all female and we all have different content of obviously different backgrounds what we care about in life what we want to share and then we add in the products that we love obviously the ones that amazon asks to be talked about which is an interesting concept um and it's it's a new way. It's basically the new way of the future of how you're going to get shoptainment at the same time. You know, you're being entertained, you're having conversations that go from mindfulness to meditation, to exercise, to me and my crazy lifestyle and who's involved and being present to you need this product because my lips like this look like this. And if it's like the last five in the world, you need to buy all of them right now. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just, it's, it's a super Fun platform that you find people from obviously all over the world that are either like, wait, who's this crazy woman from Beverly Hills that was on The Housewives, um, and or wow, I can sort of read a book and meditate, or I can just sit here and listen to people talking about products that you know I could fall asleep. But um, it's everything. It's everything. So Sway TV is now Amazon. We're on Amazon Live, like top
0: tier, top tier, oop, oop. top tier. So with Sway TV, uh, let's really like, let's take it down a notch. Very simple. What is the purpose of Sway TV?
1: That's a great question. So the purpose of Sway TV is to provide um, shoptainment. So you have content with all the Amazon products and also to build a community from within.
0: Awesome. So as a community member, not being part of that, I just like pop on to Sway TV and i'm like i want to see what's happening today and i catch you and your girl michelle and you're sitting in your chit-chatting and th- she's got some weird eye thing on and i'm like oh hey where would she get that i want that and then i go onto amazon and i buy it exactly and michelle's actually in my house right now and i
1: love that you just brought that up cuz that eye thing what i think i might have sold 50 last night just by showing the picture of michelle in the eye thing and Yes. And so right there, you know, and I don't profit off the sales of it, but it's more the experience and, you know, it, it, it,
0: capturing that
1: community like okay. yourself. You were-
0: Yeah. I was like, what's going on? So now on the other end, that question mm-hmm. you kind of just answered. So for an entrepreneur someone that's interested in being part of Sway TV on the side, you are, you did just mention you don't get profit from that, but is there an opportunity for other people to do that? So if they wanted to come in and say, Hey, I want to sell my shit and I don't have Michelle, but I have Um, Jamie and Jamie just put these I things on and now Susie wants to buy them. Does Susie. 100%. Well, there's a few different ways. So if,
1: if Lori wanted to be a host because she wants to be on TV, let's, you know, let's just say, or right now this platform, that's the Amazon live, which is the next big way that they're going to be streaming. Yes. There's a space there. And what is it? It, that's something that obviously is talked about. And what does that look like for Lori and the viewers and the producer? And then for if, if, if Jamie has a product that says, you know what, I think Eden would be kind of amazing for this product, either just would you like me to be her sponsor or to sort of build you know, the network or, or to be shown you know, a number of times during the two to three hours that I am live. Um, and talked about really, for me, it's really, it has, I I need it to be more authentic. I can't just kind of pull smoke out of my ass. Thank you. I was able um, and make (laughs) stuff up. (laughs) I have to really sort of connect with it, but there's opportunity for yes, on all sides of it.
0: Cool. Cool. Okay. So that definitely listeners go check out Sway TV and figure out what Eden's up to. Also did some real little research. I do a little research just to, Mm -hmm. but I know. And my research obviously is the internet. So I'm just gonna tell you little bits and pieces I get. And then you're gonna just tell me I'm fucking wrong and tell me what's really true and what's not. But what I do want to talk about real quick is you're a health nut and a workout fanatic. And you can totally tell anybody goes to her Instagram and you know, the before and after. I always, like when people put before and after pictures I just aspire to be before. Um, I'm like, I just want my after to be there before, but I also look at you and I'm just like, that is just a testament to really being dedicated to wellness and dedicated, like you put your money where your mouth is. Like you're working the work, you're talking the talk. And, um, thank you for doing that for some of us. Cause that's an inspiration. You know, I can sit here and say, I want this. So all day long, but I eat pizza and I drink two cups of coffee with milk in it.
1: Well, Thank you, by the way, for saying that, because I'm by no means perfect, but what I do have in my brain, I do know that, look, you're exactly right. You need to represent what it is that you're talking about. And, and even if it's that last five pounds for me, you know, what's the journey there? Because right there is maybe my hardest sweet spot of like, how are you going to get through this? And how are you going to convey it to the audience that this is what you actually do? So of course those pictures come in handy and we haven't taken the last, the last post shot, Um, and I'm still every day working at it, but I will get hungry, and I will maybe get off my nutrition nutritional food that's packaged for me in my fridge, and go for the piece of pizza, like I literally just did. I did forty five minutes already on Peloton, and I will go back and do another ride. Um, so I I, I have to find that balance within me, but that's where the dedication lies, or the makeup for you know me sort of slacking off.
0: Okay, you just. You just hit a tr- you just hit a trigger for me. Oh, and it, I'm sorry. And it's the fucking Peloton, or 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 bikes, <laughs> or exercise bikes, or ten speeds, or goddamn BMXs. What the fuck ever. How do you straddle that thing without hurting your coochie? Okay, you want to hear
1: a kind of a the story? I well, if okay. you're open
0: to telling me, because I literally my husband is dying for me to get on a bike, and I'm like, it hurts my vagina.
1: Okay. Well, one, it's like it's like building a callus. <laughs> I'm not doing that on Uh, my girl parts. Well, the girl parts don't get callous, but you start to like, it becomes comfortable. You do need the cushion seat, but I will tell you, because of course, when you rub something enough in certain areas and on the side of our vagina is that sensitive skin. So it creates friction. And I'm like, oh my God, what's going on here? Well, what was going on was like five ingrown hairs at the same time time and i thought i was going to die now that could be dangerous so i immediately called my doctor i was like uh you this is you have no idea and the swelling and the pain She was like you have to come in she shot this up and out and literally put me on antibiotics all due to soul cycle slash peloton bike seats so
0: you have a point a really good point of oh. Listen, I don't know why I even thought I was asking you for thinking <laughs> you were going to give me some help, like maybe some motivation, but I'm zero chance getting on that for now.
1: But I still do it. I still, you know what I mean? You, you can do it. There's got no. to be. <laughs> but here's a product that we could sell to Amazon. Maybe they have those little biking shorts or those panties that actually will really cushion those sides and the butt and the area in between the groin and da, da, da. and we can then talk to all bikers like yourself that just don't fucking want to get on because you're gonna
0: be in pain. It's so true. And I have to tell you, I did buy a pair. They still have the tag on. It's been a year. <laughs> I haven't even tried them on. They're literally in my don't wear drawer because- So, so then you know the answer? It's <laughs> not the pain.
1: It's you not committing to the ride. <laughs> I know you, you can, you can take the pain. You can suffer a little, but nope, you don't want
0: to. You heard it here first. Live coaching skills from Eden Sassoon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, everybody wonders where I get my training. Now, you know, it's just real life.
1: You're okay. Fine.
0: No girl. Thank you. So, okay. Then I'm still not getting on the damn thing, but um, yes. But Pilates is also a huge thing for you. Oh. I, mm, mm. How long have you been doing
1: that? Which, the the noises or the Pilates? (laughs) (laughs) The Pilates, I don't know. My dad stuck me on that reformer when I was like 12, 11, 12. For real? Yeah. So my noises might've started at that point. (laughs) Oh, yeah.
0: I love it. So, um, you clearly the, you get excited about the Pilates noises. I read that you had a couple of studios in LA, but I also read recently they were closed. Is there, what was this? What happened there?
1: Yes, ma'am. Uh, COVID happened. Was, oh, okay. Yeah. So right before, so Beverly Hill studio, I was going to close in June and this was what? March 15th. Uh, it was everybody shut down, go home, stay in your house. And that day. I was going to sign the larger lease at my second location to combine both studios. Now I do believe everything happens for a reason, um, and by the grace of <laughs> the grace of COVID, um, they they uh, that was it for me in that in that field, and I'm okay with it. Completely okay with this amazing experience. It was something that I was able to bring to other women, and they. You know, maybe like yourself, have these fears of getting on the reformer. You could see them. For me, it was an emotional change at the time. And I was going through my divorce when I first opened. So, so much like was coming out and the reformer actually kept me grounded. And maybe that's why I make those noises. You know, (laughs) it's like a guttural, like deep thing for me. Connection. So it's been amazing, really, truly a blessing. And yes, I, I brought one of my machines to my house, and I continue to uh, do it. Just not every day. It bums me out because I'm not a teacher,
0: and I'm really in the moment that I'm kind of like, wait, what did she teach me yesterday? I forgot. <laughs> when you, so divorce that was a while ago. So you had those studios open for a long time. So
1: the first studio was in 2006 or seven. So in the wow. beginning, yeah, the beginning of the beginning of the end of the marriage which was great too. He's a dear friend of mine now. We co-parent. His wife is my close, close, close friend and their child. And we're one big happy family. We travel. And usually I'm like the third parent person. I'm like, what is wrong with this picture? Is it like, it's my ex-husband, his wife, their baby, our two kids and me. Like, and we split the bill, all of it in thirds. Like the two of them and me. I'm like, you're that cheap. You can't just even sport for your ex-wife. No, I love him. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> <come on. laughs> It's, it's classic. And then I'm like, one day, you know, Mr. Right's going to show up and come in here and this, it's not going to be the three of us anymore.
0: Oh, it's, Yeah. It's, it's a beautiful thing. So he sounds like my ex-husband <laughs> and, I, and I, I lovingly refer to him as my starter husband and yes. we, have a, we have a son together. He married a fabulous woman that actually, if they for any reason, and, and they won't, but for any reason if they were to divorce, she's on un- I get her. Thank you. I say the same thing. Yes, she's oh mine. God. Yes. So my son will have to just have his own relationship with his dad because I'm not gonna be there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and he's like, I get my two, my two moms, my mom
0: and my stepmom. People be like, wait, yes. what she was married and now she yeah girl, you have no idea. I, so you're, we have, we're like living identical lives. So same thing. I have a husband. They actually, I have a new husband, my lovely husband. Now. Congratulations. She, thank you. It's been forever. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> what I'm saying is I can relate in the sense of this whole situation because My husband and I have a, his, mine and ours. So we, I have a stepdaughter who just turned 18. Okay. So my husband has an ex, and then I have my son who's turning 15, who I had with my starter husband, starter husband married at the time. And she knows, I know she knows I'm not saying anything. I haven't told her to her face and we've grown from this, but I was like, did he really have to fucking go and marry Barbie or couldn't he have picked <laughs> something different? I mean, she's just the sweetest, gorgeous, Come most on. lovingly, you know, super younger than him. I'm like, you know what? You could have made it a little easier for me by just like going down a notch when we separated, but,
1: um, oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, but luckily yeah. I stopped drinking at some point and I decided, well, she's a cool person. <laughs> and so now I got to know her and I love her face. They had- You found gratitude for her. Yes, my yeah. God. You know, we always raised our children in in a way that we made the children happy. It was for the children. Like we have to put our pa- our everything aside, whatever all that was. Completely agree. Yeah. yeah. So what's interesting now is you say you're the third, we're the weird wheel because- m- I had a daughter with my now husband, who's turning eight. <gasps> okay. My ex and Barbie, who I love, her name is actually Ma. It's not Barbie. Um, I I tease, but she's gorgeous. They had a little girl six months after us. So the same. Oh, okay. They're BFFs, the best friends. Oh my god. They're BFFs. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. That it's hysterical.
1: Yeah, and then when they all grow up and sort of connect the
0: dots and the lines and like whoa. Yeah. Wow. Well, it doesn't make sense sometimes because the girls, like even this is a perfect example. My little one just started riding the bus home from school. Yeah. Literally, like this is the second day. Wow. And Mia is the other one. Yeah. She rides the bus. Well, she tells the bus driver this is my sister. Yeah. Yeah. But she gets off at a different stop. (laughs) (laughs) She has this she you know, but in
1: today's day, really, people are like, Okay, there's there's figured out there's yeah, exactly
0: bus driver steve you can get this one out, he's just <laughs> just around the block so with the um okay so divorce so you had so have you been married once twice three times a lady what do you got I, that's funny did you see how i stopped I'm on not one mm-hmm.
1: okay so i have this sort of uh, yes <laughs> let's just say i have a really kind big heart and i tried to do something for somebody who i dearly loved and, you know, we thought that we could take it in this direction for many of reasons and overstep the line and boundary. And then within, you know, two months, I was like, I'm sorry, this has to stop. So that makes any sense whatsoever.
0: It doesn't, but I just don't even feel like we need to get into it. Yeah,
1: it's just, so yeah, I've been married once. How about that? <laughs> I've been married once. <laughs> I mean,
0: I don't even know if that counts. Maybe I just haven't been married. I think you have. You've been married and I have to. So Tomer DeVito. Yes. Uh, good job. You know his name. Tomer
1: DeVito is my ex-husband. Yes. He's off. He's awesome.
0: We love Tomer, um, yes. but inquiring minds want to know. I mean, I could have Googled this shit, but is that Danny DeVito's son? That's so funny. No. What
1: the fuck? Okay. So I put DeVito. I have tattoos, obviously, and there's one on the back of my neck and I put DeVito. And so, because it's his last name and this was before we were married and I was like, thinking god well if we ever get married and have kids at least I'll have their last name because when we get divorced I wouldn't want Tomer on my body you know went like already created the story which was <laughs> yeah I'm obviously a really good writer and then when I met we were at a we were at a lunch and my father was friends with Danny DeBito and I'm like dad I have to he's like mortified please don't don't darling, don't don't and I was like Danny look and he's like and the whole story came out and he felt like, so cool. Vidal's daughter had my last name tattooed on her neck. And my dad, it's just, yeah, it was a, but in between, in between the marriage of he and I, the first engagement, oh God, I haven't said this story in so long, the first engagement and the breakup before the marriage called it off to, I had the tattoo. Now I was dating other people at the time and they're like, what's Tevito mean? So I had to get really clever. And come up and I did I got really clever and came up with and I was just like what do you mean you don't know what DeVito means I mean my dad used to take us to Italy every summer and in the summer like there's this one night that this star shines so bright and all the Italians are like DeVito DeVito and I'm like because there's a star underneath it <laughs> and they funny they believe my shit but I had to I had to come up with something and it worked Jeez, Louise. And then you want to know how we got engaged again? Please tell me. I got sober and I missed him madly. I thought, what did I do in my drunken state of stupidity? And I missed him madly. And within seven months, I woke up one morning. I was like, mom, mom, can you, I need to get this ring at Tiffany's. I went to Tiffany's. I bought the little ring in the blue box and the whole thing. I went to the golf course and I wrote this letter and I had a girlfriend hand it to him and he turned, he read the whole letter. And in the end, he like turned around, like, the and i came out with the box and asked him to marry me
0: right that oh my gosh that's movie material <laughs> that's like hallmark channel i mean no it's not that's yeah, like amazon yeah. live that's streaming yeah, yeah. amazon on
1: sway <laughs> tv you're absolutely right i'll take both it is a hallmark movie It is. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. That's so cool. Well, not many women get to say that, you know, they did that. And for some reason it came up and I ran with it. I'm like, this just feels fun. And it was actually, I don't know if it blurred the lines of my masculinity, my femininity, but whatever it did, you know, I'm, I'm through it now, but it was, uh, it was cool.
0: Awesome. And from that, you have a great friendship now with Mr. Tomer and you have two beautiful children.
1: hundred percent. I mean, the friendship is, is, perfectly imperfect where it's on a line of, of uh, I'm, I'm I'm deep I like you know you and I can talk we can shoot the shit we can go to yes. places he likes to not go as deep and then he'll look at me with these sort of squinty eyes like what the fuck is she talking about like I'm crazy and then you know all bets are off the table and I just so we're like you know what you just keep being you because you're an amazing OCD individual who gets shit done and I'm gonna keep being me and that's awesome and and together it makes, you know, perfect sense.
0: I'm listening to you and I am sorry. I have to multitask because my son got out of school early right now. He's sitting there waiting for me and Oh buddy. Um, I know. Right. It's my life story. I'm on the call and I can't get you from the door.
1: <laughs> oh no. You want me to, can you want to push nope. pause? Uh, okay. No. Cause you know, I'm, I'm good on pause. Um, I appreciate your,
0: um, I know you get it. I know you get it
1: hundred percent. My son was like today, mom, they let us out of practice early. I'm like, dude, it's 10 30. You said 11 30. I'm on the bike. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, when I'm done, I'll be there.
0: Making a callus on the side of my vagina.
1: <laughs> By Peloton.
0: So what's the kids scoop? They
1: are, I ha- I mean, there's so many things. Okay. So are you okay? He, your son's okay.
0: You're good. He's, I'm just waiting to hear back from him, but okay. yes, oh, he's texting yeah. now. The bubbles have,
1: the bubbles have arrived. Isn't that funny that that evokes such like a, what, the, what
0: are, they're, they're talking, what are they And saying? then it goes away. And you're like, <gasps> if it goes away and then there's like no message, like what were you thinking? Right? Right?
1: It, and then you start to create this whole story in your head. I mean, I don't know if we're talking about sons and and helpers or boys and or girls. And then you're like, fuck you, I hate that bitch. Or like, wait, what did I do wrong? He just liked me. Oh, he shouldn't have Googled me. Like, what? Yeah, yeah. I
0: do that shit with my husband, so I get it. Like, even, I mean, we've been married for, I don't even know how long anymore. We've been together for 10, at least 10 uh, years. And I just still... Like when he does that, I'm like, what is he saying? Like, what's going on? But you, you understand and We'll get into this a little later in sobriety. Um, you know, when you have an addiction, it, it's, it's typically tied to a lot of mental shit. and So I'm a pretty obsessive. <laughs> I'm controlling. I'm even trying to control my, my texts from my husband.
1: Oh God, you are great. Really? Like, what do you, what do, you do?
0: Well, I don't, I don't know, like for instance, the other night mm-hmm. he had a work meeting and, uh, outside of my coaching and podcast, I am the mom and the wife and I take care. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't about to be taking care of those dishes that were piling up because it was just not, I wasn't feeling it. Yeah. And I just had to text him and I know it drives him crazy and not to the fact like he'd be home like, where's, why aren't my dishes done? He'd be like, he would never say a word, but I could just tell by his movement. And because I'm also obsessed with not disappointing anyone in the entire world. So when I text him, Oh, Hey, just a heads up. And I feel like, why the fuck am I doing that in the first place? Like, why am I telling him that I haven't done the dishes? He's literally running a multi-billion dollar company and like getting contracts signed from his competitor. But I'm worried that he's going to come home and be upset about fucking dishes. That's (laughs) our life. But to be
1: honest, I I don't know. Maybe you have a point like he might, because he's been really, you know, not that you're not busy doing what you're doing, but busy in a different way. And they have that masculine energy and they come home and there is this idea in everybody's head that women sort of, you know, tend to the kitchen and the house and the cleaning. And so you sort of put it out there like, you know, just, just, just a warning. Don't be, you know, I think that's sweet of you, but I get it. I'd be like, look, dude, do your own fucking dishes when you get home. Okay
0: and you know what he would and then the rest of the families will sit there and then he'd be like so what about that you know like and I yeah. and again I'm making all this shit up this is just me telling you that that was how he behaves and I have zero idea if he does um anyhow so so just so our, our listeners know we're just talking about bubbles on texting and wondering what the fuck people are doing when they're doing that so don't mess with us and please just complete your thought and do it quickly
1: <laughs> oh you're so good Good. And now every time that happens even more, cause I don't know that I've ever verbally put that out into the universe. so now I'm really going to be like, look, look, stop bubbling me, dude. Stop.
0: No. Yeah. Get your thoughts together. Go get over into your notes section and write out your thoughts. Put a fucking, put some thought to it when you're ready, get the copy paste and then bring that shit right on over. 100%
1: 100% or even better, just click on that little microphone and voice text me exactly what you're thinking in the moment. I don't know how, where that will go, but that will just hit home. Nice. Um, I think we're onto something. I think, I think so. Think we're onto the communication. Is that what we're talking about? Yeah.
0: Well, you know, and I do like the voice messages. I notice you're a voice message person and I am typically not capable of voice messaging because of whatever I'm doing. Oh, you're you're multitasking. Yeah. But how do you send a text
1: other than the bubbles if you're multitasking? It's so much easier, I feel, to get your thought out in real time than, like, you know, brain finger, thought, brain finger, fingers, thought, erase. Oh,
0: I spelled that wrong. Like, oh, God. I can't answer that question. Right. (laughs) But I will say, I can't. So my habit is, the person I text most is my husband, and he is typically in meetings that he can't lift his phone. And so he, like, it has to be typed, right? So maybe I'm just in the habit of that. Oh my God. I'm talking a lot about him. I feel like there's something there. I must go to counseling. No, maybe, maybe (laughs) just maybe you're pulling the masculine husband energy through to
1: me because he's on his way in. Maybe that's what you're doing. Uh
0: Oh, Lori's universe is bringing you your man. Yes, yes. Because I don't think
1: you need to go to counseling for your marriage. I'm not picking up on that just yet. So I'm feeling that it's it's all good.
0: I love that you said just yet. Oh no, bitch, (laughs) we've been over it. (laughs) There has been several divorces in the future, which would have happened in our past. So we're good. We're good. There's continuous work happening in our in our home, and I I give all the credit to recovery, no doubt. Yes. Yes. No doubt. So speaking of men, I have to just say, you don't have one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you are publicly out there that you want one.
1: Thank you. Because I'm putting it in the universe. I'm not like needy. I'm happy alone, but I don't want to end up. And I love my mother. She's incredible, but I don't want to end up alone, alone forever. And you know, what? think it's okay. Like, no, no, I don't need anyone or anybody. And you kind of get like,
0: no, no, I don't want that. Nope. Nope. Okay. Well, this is what I have to say. So this is where I'm being honest, and I'm speaking for myself and listeners, will say on the outside, it appears you have everything. She has money, she has fame, she has great relationships with her exes and children. I don't want to ask you the question, what the fuck's wrong with you? Because I know there isn't. But what I would love to know is how do you how do you talk to people that make assumptions because of your growth and your wealth and your success that that means you should have found love by now
1: I love you for bringing this up because it it gets it boils down to one everything that that these perceptions of Eden Sassoon are are somebody's idea of what they think one fame I don't even know what that means two wealth, if, if I have some more than someone else, then by all means, I better be sharing that with other people who need it more than I do. You know, everything on the outside was was sort of me growing up and, oh, I need these implants and, oh, well, wait, I'm sick. I care more about my health. I need to take them out than what society thinks I look like or what I should be. So it's sort of a process of elimination that I am no different, no better, no nothing than than every other single person in this on this planet. And if I can give and be of service of myself for in whatever way possible, then, then that's why I'm here. And that's my responsibility. So I think when people meet me and they have this idea and they like within three minutes, they're like, wait, because my energy comes off really just, I care. I fucking care. And so the conversations that I get into are really authentic. I cannot surface bullshit talk. Because I'll go right into a deeper level and take this conversation somewhere else where people are like, "Whoa, what just happened?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's who I am, and so I really—it's—it's it's a really quick transition that it, I'm not. Oh, Eden soon, so and so's daughter from this and that has this, this, and they're like, "She's fucking just chill. She's she's cool. She does. She doesn't. No, 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 no." So it, it's very um, obvious, pretty mm-hmm. quick that that I'm not. It, which is interesting. Cause I'm always like, was I born in the wrong era? Should I have been a hippie chick running around? Yes, with- Yeah. Right. Like hair just you should messy, have been. Yeah. No may- yeah. And just like free love one love dancing, reggae, like what it, all of it. And, and, and I wasn't, I was born into a family that, you know, it did have more but out of, out of creation, out of nothing. The man came from absolutely nothing was in an orphanage. And then, you know, searched and went into the army in Israel and really found who he was and created something that that he felt he, he wanted to be an architect. And so out of it wasn't out of need or want or or this desire for money, but it was okay, if this is, you know, my skill and then I'm able to at the time I'm able to work here and get a penny a day or whatever it was, then I'm gonna I'm gonna be the best at it. And I'm gonna figure out what it is that I that I can create and want to see. So to me that that teaches so much as opposed to oh here's this man with this amount of money and this amount of stuff you know is really life changing when if you can dig and get to the meaning underneath. So that note being said for people who go into it and I'm guilty of that too. You always have this preconceived idea or notion or thought process of, from your past you know which isn't the, the present moment of somebody or or the words that ring true to who they are, which might be complete bullshit. And then you just end up feeling like, whoa, what, whoa, I should never go into a situation already knowing something. Does that make sense? Like already having, yeah. So I love it. I love it because I'm not that person. And if I was, then it would be, I'm sorry, it would be a total shame, but I'm not so
0: amazing. Yeah. And that's, the joy for me in what i do is that i'm able to cross paths with people and understand that right there it's very clear to those of us that have the gift of connection to understand that regardless of the wealth regardless of the fame which i really want to talk about with you because you put the kibosh on that a lot and um also you know just being well known there's always assumptions or as you said preconceived notions And this was something I learned pretty easy, like pretty um, early in my career, regardless of who was at the top, regardless of who the CEO was, I knew that that person was a human. And the fact that I would say, hey, Bill, how are you doing today? Instead of running from him because he could potentially fire me, like that would have never been in my thought process. And so I was capable of creating these relationships, which similar to. I have of course expressed my excitement of having you on the show. And some people are just like, well, how did you get her? And I'm like, what the fuck do you mean? How did I get her? First of all, I'm good enough to have Eden Sassoon on my goddamn recovery hour. Secondly, because she's human and she wants to talk. She wants to talk. We're going to create a friendship first of all that's going to last a lifetime because we just connected, we're spiritual sisters. And secondly, you're going to spread the good word of it doesn't fucking matter who you are, but these things happen in everyone's lives.
1: Yes, 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 and yes. 100% that's exactly it. And what I hear when you were talking about the boss and the connection and this and that, it's like everyone walks around in such fear. And fear of self and fear of what that person thinks or, or God, this or that. No, just step out into the unknown and, and completely just jump into it. Like we are really just one being. We want the same things at the end of the day. We want to be heard. We want to be listened to and trusted and loved. And, you know, yes, there is good and bad and evil and kindness and all different levels of things. But at the end of the day, nobody, nobody, unless I mean, I respect people like this whole idea of fame and celebrity. I don't, it blows my mind because what does that even mean? We've, I mean, yes, I'm in Hollywood, but that just makes me, you know, I respect people who are really good at their craft like somebody like Anthony Hopkins, you know, who is in recovery and talks about it openly, but, but somebody who really just takes it as, as that skill and learns and and pushes forward and it brings out good work and there's a plenty of those. But then we're, you know, we're talking nowadays, things are sort of, and I'm not saying anything ill will, but things are just really thrown across the board and these influencers or celebrities, like, well, what are you trying to bring across? Because unless you're changing this world or bringing more love to it or helping people who have less than you in all aspects of life, you're not a celebrity you're you're here and you're doing something obviously we have something that needs to be done on every level but we should be looking at people who are changing people's lives and doing good for the greater good mm. period end of story and and all the rest of the nonsense that goes along with celebrityhood. like i i ugh, i want nothing of it nothing mm-hmm.
0: nothing Interesting because it just comes to you naturally, right? So you because of the fact that you have a well-known last name, also no secret. And I have some fangirl listeners that are gonna be beside themselves when they they hear this, um, being a real housewife. And that brings so many different levels of well being well-known, fame, and celebrity. And really, people think that this is reality TV. But it's so produced and sometimes overproduced. And I feel, I don't know, and you can tell me this because you experienced it. Um, it's not always showing the true person.
1: I, I really went in thinking that it was because I didn't watch, I, I just didn't watch The Housewives. And, and so, how did that
0: come about you then? Like, how did it come to you?
1: My friend, my friend Josh Flagg, who is mm. millionaire, yeah, Bravo said they were looking had just got hired I guess the season was going flat they said we need we need someone and so they went out quickly there was a few of us that have, they, they liked me and because I'm just really forthcoming and present and uh it happened it had just happened like that and the idea was look we want to shoot at the studio um and we're going to bring Renna who's your friend I'm like really I know it's like a six degree of separation but okay she's my friend cool let's do this and uh Erica are going to come and we're going to work out and I said great course they come and because we're all fucking one person and being cool and funny and this and that it was amazing little did i know that they're sucking me into this web of evilness and and all because i didn't realize that like this is a constant battle and it's not a constant battle in a productive way where we're going to get through things and and make up and you get to see the process of how people internalize and then communicate and you know that sort of thing no it's just a Who's going to hit the hardest, who's going to swim the fastest and drown the people that, you know, like it's really, you better sink or swim to survive. Um, And I, I would find myself sitting there like, uh, uh, I have absolutely nothing to contribute to this complete chaos. And when I did contribute who I really was, and it was really, we had really fun moments and, and they all got on the editing floor because that's not what they wanted to see. And when they did see my kindness, as far as talking about sobriety a lot, um, they turned that into a story where I was meddling in someone else's uh, business and trying to cause problems. Or when I did really reach out and want to hug someone because I knew that we needed to either connect as as one to feel that energy, or I needed a hug, or they, you know what I mean. I got laughed at on national TV for hashtag Eden hug, you know. But it is those people we call them fangirls, which is so sweet, but it's those people that resonate with me and the, the undertone of, wait, no, wait, she's, she, this chick's real. What are you doing? That that do DM me, that we do talk, that we talk about sobriety, that we we yeah we engage, you know what I mean? That's what it's about, just a natural connection. The rest is, uh, you you can tell. I mean, Renna says, what? Like, I'll sell my soul for money. I'll do anything for money. She flat out says it. And, then, and that is something I'll have to respect because she flat out tells the truth that she is willing and capable of doing anything for money. And I flat out say, I'm just not, I tried it once and it wasn't about the money. I really thought I could bring some lightness into an interesting space of people. And that's, it's not possible.
0: Didn't Rena say that just after they released the depends commercial. Yeah. I don't follow any of them.
1: Cause I, it's, it's i uh, I'm very big on energy. So I don't like to bring yes it, Yeah. But I do on some speeds or if I'm on TikTok on the, on the, the handsome boys page i'm kidding the uh god there's so many hot guys on tiktok here i am 47 talking about these poor little hot
0: guys (laughs) but this is the thing with that is it's like do you really feel like you are 47 because listen i have some bitches that are my age and i'm when i'm with them i feel like they're my mom i don't feel like they're me like when i go to school and i'm talking to other moms i'm like oh that's so-and-so's mom yeah and I, I'm just an old, we're the same. Yeah, I'm just old and I don't realize it sometimes. I pick up my son from high school and I'm like, oh my God, that kid's so cute. I'm like, right? Wait a minute. You can't say that. Eden, stop it. <laughs> okay. So just so we can get over this conversation, I want to go back to um, Renna and Erica. So yeah. what I saw, because I, I actually did, okay, this is interesting. You'll love this. When I went okay. to treatment, which would have been, when did I do that? 2015. So that would have been a year before. Your show started airing, and I was hooked. As you know, as an addict, like you, you, you get a little touch of something that you like. You were going, you were all in. So for me, I found out while I was working with multiple doctors and counselors that I was trauma bonding over reality TV. So Real Housewives of Everything was literally recorded on every every freaking device you can imagine, specifically. Um, New Jersey, I'm originally from New York, Staten Island. Um, so the New York show was a little too like preppy for me because like, who knows writers and like Upper East whatever. Um, what I know is Staten Island, which is very much like the Jersey but don't tell them because God forbid. So when all that chaos was going on and table flipping and shit like that it made me feel at home I didn't realize that but that's how I was connecting to it. So it was interesting to me what i decided to watch and what i decided not to watch but what wound up happening is it was one of my treatment plans was you cannot watch reality tv any longer like it was like don't don't do it and i was mad but i understood why and i wanted to see if it would work and fucking can't even imagine that it actually did because i did stop and i realized why i was going back to it and that one particular group why I was continually going back to that because my relationship has changed with my mom as well now being sober, who is still actively drinking. So point in all this story is at some point I started leaking my real life back into my recovery life. So I'm cured Ah. now, it's been a year, like- I haven't drank so I can start like watching shit. So Mm -hmm. I wasn't caught up on what was going on prior to probably um, that year that you actually wound up being part of the cast. But I just recall having a connection immediately. And it was during a scene that you were talking about your sister. And what I found was the, again, the connection that so many people miss, probably either watching these shows or even being able to talk to people because they're scared of the celebrity or the fame, but to to have a connection with someone because they're human and have a real life. And so the loss of a sibling is something I had experienced in my past. So it really hit me. Then a woman in recovery, and I'm like, holy shit, seeing your authentic self and seeing your emotions Knowing that, oh my God, it's not some crazy lady that she really, for me as a watcher, as a watcher, as a viewer, I'm thinking she's being authentic and nobody knows what to do with that. You're making
1: me cry. (laughs) What do people do with being, people being authentic, you know? Unless we're in a space where we're all being vulnerable and ourselves, truly ourselves, like you saw how uncomfortable I made them, you know, so, so, And by the way, so sorry for your loss. And wow, like that, that right there, that connection, what you just explained is why I am so okay with doing that show because I did come through to people and we are one and we can get through this and we can stay sober and all, all of that. Um, But imagine showing up trying to truly be your authentic self in a place where nobody wants it. So that was a very therapeutic um, time in my life that I just recently was able to, to let go of and, and find Eden again, if that makes sense. But what you said and how you brought it around, well and then what happened? what happened to you in your, in your you related to that? You picked up on it. Did you then think reality TV was okay? because I have a big
0: issue with the fact that they' they play it. Um, okay. So you're not the interviewer. You're the interview. Sorry. Sorry.
1: I know you're right, but I like you. <laughs> you. don't love need to know you.
0: anything more about me. Oh, I um,
1: love you. Until yes, I
0: get you no. on Sway TV. <laughs> oh, Sway TV, girl. I have to figure out what I want to, um, I don't know if I can I do the eye to patches. I get interview you. Oh, oh. No, no, I'm that? bringing you. Yeah. What do you mean? We're going to do the show live. Oh, um, Lord. Oh, you're, giving, yeah. you're making me nervous. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, I want to. Okay. <laughs> Um, this is being recorded by the way, so I'll hold you to it. <laughs> okay. okay. I don't have any, I don't have any, um, I know that we will, I know that this is, again, the universe brings us together for a reason. And I love that we found each other on a, um, social platform that, yeah, I mean, that's, and that is the good that comes out of things like that, right? If, if we have limited our, uh, you know, limited our usage of those things and I didn't get geeked up about clubhouse, but what I love about that is it also gives us those opportunities to connect, um, for the good, right? That's, for the good, that's, because that's it. Because you're and wrapped up in so much bullshit.
1: Yeah, and you'll weed out those people that aren't in in our space and and come from that place. You, they 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 go, or they're at least yeah. not in our you know our our vision or our place of.
0: Oh, for sure, and that's living. lovely. That's what is so amazing about recovery for um, us to be able to really set the stage and and place people in our environment on purpose and By take design them out as, right take those bitches out too. (laughs) That's
1: what I'm talking about.
0: Yes. So, so, okay. To answer your question. Um, yeah. So I guess you, I, I relapsed with, um, reality TV by going back to that, right? What (laughs) I feel like why I'm successful is that I don't watch that particular, um, I don't watch the New Jersey group. Um, super interested in finding out like what happened to so-and-so and what is so-and-so doing now? And why is this person? Cause I see ads, you know, once in a while I'll see a promo run. Um, But I realized what that meant. I mean, I list, I just listened and I could have easily gotten right back into it. So what I do now is I just, I, it's like, instead of moderating my drinking, which I know I can't do, I moderate my, my watching. And so I watch what doesn't affect me negatively. So for me, the Beverly Hills and, and it's, it's changing. Like it's getting, in my opinion, it's watering down, but for me, um, it was really about the elaborate, like, living. Like, um, I talked to a girlfriend of mine, and, and it was, like, almost like we were watching these shows to sort of see how another level of living was. And, you know, Lisa was a perfect example of of her house, the villa, whatever that was, right? Like, um, you know, you'd, you'd see Vanderpump's house, and you're just like, oh, my God, that's like a winery that we went to recently, and she lives here. Like, that's her closet. Like, but that has changed. Uh, you see...
1: So you take, you know, it's it ha- it's hard to say that you can kind of help me through it if possible. So you take me for example, and, and again, I think I was born into the, to the wrong place in time because I was born into this like, whoa, this house could fit 18 families in it. And there's a gym and there's, wait, that's an Olympic sized pool. Like why, why do we need all this space? The, my playroom growing up was as big as my house now. And so, y- y- the closet, the this, the that. And here I am with a group of women who really fought for all this stuff to look good on camera. And I'm like, you guys, I I was raised like this. This isn't gonna make you happy. This isn't what life is about, what I'm confused. I'm really trying to understand this, but okay, if this, this is what you think is gonna bring you happiness, which it's very clear and very obvious what brings these women happiness and truly inside there's a lot going on, you know, because when you consistently need that, that outer um, approval, we know as addicts, you're not going to get anywhere. You're, you're flying high and flying low and it's, it's heavy. So I think in looking at to like, Oh, they're trying to glam all this up. I'm like, this isn't glam. You guys, this is a fucking bunch of, this is crap. This is crap. What are you doing? but i guess from the viewer's perspective if you want to see something like that and it's it's a it network's priority to for numbers to make it look more than it really is then okay but let's let's talk about some real life things like sobriety
0: right. you know <laughs> like well and that's interesting too because you did right um i tried yeah i tried yeah you did try and you did so I think any of us that are living it can experience like, oh, hey, you know, I'm I'm tuning into some things that she's saying, and so I'm picking that out. But maybe as production and as other viewers are like, what is she talking about? Um, it wasn't a storyline. It wasn't like, oh, she's coming to change the world and wants to inform everybody what addiction is and how you can beat it. But but now they are doing that with someone in this past season of a different um I don't remember the group. Well, that's funny
1: because even New York after my, sorority, well, Kim, I mean, she's been the whole lifeline of BH with sober talking and then New York, right? Um, two of them in New York.
0: I don't know. I kind of stopped watching. Remember?
1: Okay. I don't know their names. The cat, the oh, okay. I do know. Uh, Leanne, oh,
0: and then the younger girl. That's right. Okay. I lied. I mean, I didn't lie, but I did. Um Right. <laughs> I'm, so I didn't watch it for a few years and I did watch it. I, I let them soak back in because they weren't a big, it wasn't affecting me. Right. But, but what I felt with Luann, um, specifically in the New York one. Um, so those of you that are listening that have no idea what we're talking about, we're talking about mm-hmm. the Bravo shows, uh, reality TV, the real housewives of, and then they have different cities. And so New York has been one that's been going on and on forever. I think it might've been the original one and or orange County, you know? I oh
1: know. Yeah yeah orange county and they that's they, where the other
0: one is now is orange county is where that yeah lots okay. of drinking there too yes and so th- so that's what's interesting is right there's a lot of drinking is really involved in the show you in your year which was we've decided 2016 it was not even it wasn't taboo it was just like we're not making this a thing um they did touch on leanne or Luanne, which was interesting because they showed more of her sort of variety. getting in trouble and how that was going to work. Right. Like she got arrested and can't believe she got arrested. And then, okay. Yes. Um, and there was one path that was chosen for her recovery what that was they, it? AA. Mm. And so they highlighted some of that. That's interesting. hmm hmm uh, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, yeah, so now I'm going back to all that. And then the other gal, which is the younger one, um, I don't remember her name, but she came on to the show sober and started drinking on the show. Yes, Yes. that actually really broke my heart when I was watching, broke my heart. Same, same, because this is the thing, and we know this as addicts, um, you know, if if you're not aware or if you're trying to even, my opinion, Mm -hmm. we are mirrors to people. And so if you have a problem, then I have a problem. And I think there was a lot of that going on. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: And how do you really be the one that is not the mirror in a group of eight, you know, or 10? It's exactly. it's, it's really, yeah. it, it's a tough job. Um, and I can see where people crumble mm. and they need to, yeah. you know, follow suit. But yeah. yeah,
0: well, I will say I'm excited because I do know now that um, while this, was something they could have focused on. They truly are. They as, and nice say whoever the people are that do the production of these shows, uh, they really are making it a statement piece now that sobriety is everywhere and you know addicts happen even on TV. And they really highlighted that as a storyline this year with um, uh, the OC, with someone on the OC
1: good and I think that they have obviously we know they have so much power and you can so steer it in that direction and you can watch people get healthy and maybe even the women support them and I mean I didn't see what you're talking about but I can imagine and and they have could make such an impact on so many people's lives in such a positive way that I, I pray all the time that I hope that they 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 choose to do that at some point because that old storyline is not going to cut it in the future even it doesn't now but it definitely won't for for where we're going you know yeah for sure yeah
0: yeah and I think you know it's what's sad to say and I'll get off this topic because we've um last thing uh what I recall from that is by the time the finale aired there were a few of the other women that were saying this person had only brought that to light to make a storyline and create a storyline that the woman that had um, come out as being sober and going through her process was all for a story and attention. So,
1: well, can we talk about that for a second? Because that's important because that's, that's, that's tragic. That is tragic. And, and you know what, wherever you heard that it's probably the truth because they have to grasp. And if something's not, being pulled through and the numbers are down and the watchers and the viewers Then where are you going to create this drama from where are you going to naturally get it from well you know you look at most of these women and and they they need they need liquid courage um they they can't truly be their vulnerable self on the big screen um so that to me you know and even on the other side they're like well let's bring in the sober healthy girl to cause you know drama over here in beverly hills like she's missed so and so and you know two goody two shoes and thinks that so and so is worse than her because she has issues no, no 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 that's all we're saying here but like how dare you play with people's lives like that when you can make a positive you know impact um on such a big scale but just but forget them because i actually spoke to a lot of the the bravo bigwigs and they were wonderful kind people. So wherever it leaks down and the storyline that happens and at the end of the day it's their job to get that, you know, whatever it looks like, just get it. But then who's going to take responsibility, you know? At what point is someone going to say this isn't the message that we're going to put out anymore? This this has to stop, really and truly. And 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 that's something I would anything to see. Well, now, excuse me. And, you know, I had a small love affair with her for a brief moment, but now this being overserved with Vanderpump, have you seen this? Uh, like, come on. This is a problem. There's mental illness. There's addiction behind it. People suffer from alcoholism and drugs and more, but then you can't sit at a table watching these so-called celebrities drinking till literally some of them were like falling over and getting hit in the head. It, it, it's, it's, it's absurd it's disgusting I'm here I go it's foul it's actually foul and I think that AA should turn around and we as a community should like ban all of it (laughs) it's not fair it's just not fair and you know we have years of sobriety in us but what about these like you had to go through and thank god you were strong enough to say you know what I'm not going to watch these shows until I'm at a place of I can and it it will trigger me in a different way and a not so negative and You know, people aren't there and I know that's all they have the choice, but how about we just not offer it? I don't know. Why not? Oh, I know. You mean, oh, they sponsor your show. Oh, it comes down to money. Oh, the root of all evil comes down to the financial gain. Okay. I get it. I get it. Got it.
0: Yeah. And that's, that is where I think socially the breakdown is because you can get to a place where if you truly are interested in helping those that need it. And yes, there's there's a pandemic going on in more than one way right now. And alcohol is killing more people than most probably know. And so to glamorize and to make it socially norm is really doing a disservice to the human race. However, um, I, you know, yes, girl, and, and as a person in, you know, recovery and sobriety, I don't say don't drink, right? I'm not anti-alcohol and, and I am very clear with that in, in any messages, if you can drink normally, go for it. But when you're highlighting, just like you said, you have a TV show now that's dedicated to over-serving people to see how be- how they behave to the influencers the influencers, and the celebrities that are on uh, the YouTubes and the switches and the whatever the hell all that shit is because they're drunk and they fell down and it's funny to us. I mean, I know you can think about this but I can think about multiple times that I should have been in a hospital that people let me sleep it off, that people said, oh, she just had a little too much. And by the grace of whatever the fuck was over me and the power that I had at that point that I didn't die because of those or waking up and remembering, um, oh, my God, I'm so glad I, dr- I didn't drive home last night and then walking into the garage and the cars there. Like, how am I not dead? And how have I not killed somebody?
1: But thank God. And yes, what about, you know, just the, the story, the New Year's Eve, you know, they, they my sister didn't feel well. They put her to bed. She, I think, no, you need to go to the hospital. No, let's just put her to bed. We're at a party. Well, she woke up, didn't wake up, sorry, at that party the next morning in that person's bed. Like, you don't take this lightly. You don't, it's not a joke. Or, yes, you're absolutely right. There were times I drove with my kids in the car. What? Or or I woke up on the edge of my bed and thank God I was dressed. And that sweet waiter texted me, like, I hope you're okay. I put you to bed, I put the blankets over you. Like, what I mean and we could we have stories for days but you can't make that okay you know and and you're and I'm with you I'm okay with people who can drink normally and normal to me is what you know why do you why do you need more than two drinks why does anyone need more than two drinks ever um, and then on, on that note I will just take myself and remove myself from that um, place of being and I don't need to be around it and I'm more fun than most of those people when they get silly drunk. You know, <laughs> I mean that in the best way because I'm a little cuckoo. But uh,
0: you're like I totally oh, yeah. know. But- <laughs> I I do I do get it because you know I am often mistaken for being drunk when we're out. You know, and people will be like, "Ooh, overserved." I'll be like, "Bitch, listen, this is natural. Like, you might have to go and have a couple of drinks to get this shit going on, but this is my real life." So, <laughs> um, you know, and that's I think for us, you know, you can relate because. Truly, we were never doing, I shouldn't say never. And and for me, I don't know that I was ever looking for liquid courage. I was looking to take that down a notch. I was looking to like, don't be excited. Don't be anxious. Don't be like, wow. you know, I wanted to calm things down. I wasn't trying mm. to like up my party mm. game. That's for sure. Um, and I say that right now, and I don't know that that's true for my whole drinking career, but um, right. that's how I felt. You know, I knew that I now know that I was numbing. I was trying to yes. numb so much. The shape, yes. yes yes, now do you still work on oh okay let i keep saying i'm going to go back to it i had because i had one more question on the housewives so do you keep in touch with do you keep in touch with anyone in the cast
1: no i mean like every i saw you know eileen but she had left uh she's relatively a normal woman the most normal one there um and let's just say like they're they're not my cup of tea i'm not an actress i'm not here trying to you know climb the social ladder i would weren't raised here from new york like i'm just it's not my it's not my thing um when i do see them when the studio was open at the Glen, you know the Glen center was a spot for renna and for uh kyle and kyle we we're always there were moments kyle and i had it we actually ended the season on a good note so you know the way that uh you kind of just have to let it it's just it's done it's been there it's you know are, are those really your friends and do you really care no so right.
0: And you don't watch the show any longer.
1: No, but I will do. This is what I will do. And I'm admitting that it's not a good thing, but I do have to sometimes poke the bear. So when the season starts and I use my Twitter account for the most part, just to cause, to spark some, I like to think outside the box. So I present something that I think is very comical. I'm not, negatively speaking towards anybody like recently. Okay. So I got on a little kick, like, wait, I did a facelift, but I shared it on my social media. I post, I mean, I shared every single day of my healing process. There's nothing I'm ashamed of. So then I started looking at Dorit. I'm like, what the fuck happened to her? She was so pretty. So not only does she have a fake accent and she speaks in this English accent, but she completely changed how she looks. And they all have these breasts that are like up to their chin. And I'm like, what is going on? So I took the before picture and the after picture, and I put it together. And my point was, you know, with a little bit of money and so-called fame, look what happens to a beautiful woman. And like, of course, half the people on there, we just, I and I and I leave Twitter, and I never come back, and I let the war just happen on its own. But the thought-provoking thing was, why do people do this? And I'm guilty. Like I'm willing to share it to, with you, but you'll never see a picture like. Wait, this isn't the same person. So I just was saying like, Hey, for the kids, this is not what we want to show our kids. You guys look at this, but that's, I'm one specific, you know, point of view, but I definitely do use Twitter to cause up some, you call me uh, I want to, I can't even say Shit, his
0: name.
1: Yeah. Yeah. My Twitter is a little, a little bit. And then I try to People are like, we miss you. We miss you. I'm like, Oh, you like, you like that side of me. So I don't really, uh. You know, I don't know, I play, or I put them all like last, I don't know if it was last season. And of course the media goes berserk, berserk. And like, she said this and she's doing this. I'm like, you idiots. Like they put them all, like, I put them all in old granny gowns. And I was like, here comes the new season of Housewives. And they're all in these pajama like nightgowns. And like, it was classic, funny. And you know, they pick up on it and like, oh, I, I think you're just as old as they are. Some shit. Funny.
0: Oh, but- Jesus.
1: <laughs> I mean, come on. If, if you're making a parody or laughing at like the, the sober people or the hugs I give or this or that, like I am going to definitely sort of play to your, uh, your game and strides back a little bit. Sometimes, Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. I mean,
0: well, and you know what? Not everybody like mm, tone doesn't always come across and you know, sometimes no, it, they don't. and sometimes it does and we're okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And we're just fine with that. Because <laughs> those that know
1: me, know me and they laugh and those that don't. What's
0: well, and I think that's what's so important. And I love, love, love that when you get a connection with someone who also has gone through uh, recovery and, and understands those things, right? If you truly like yourself, right? I feel this as well. I truly know who I am inside and what my intentions are. And that is never to hurt anybody. And while yes, did I have to post something and poke the bear? Probably not. Did I think it was going to ruin this person's life? 100% not. If anything, it, for me, with that, that said, was that person was probably excited that they got some more press.
1: That too, that too, you're absolutely right. It's either that or how dare you, and she would say that, but deep down, you know that I was nothing but kind to all of you. And I, I this is on a grander scale, these messages that I sort of send to, to get people to think outside the box. So, exactly. I mean, yeah, but you're right. You're, you're right. I, yeah, that too, fuck you guys. But, but I mean, do I have to do it? Do I have to do it? No, and maybe, maybe this year I'll stop, but I- No, it's fun. Uh, okay, no, right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: We it. need a little something. We need a little something. I mean, that's, you know. Okay. You go. um, it. La, 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 la. God, we have so much still. Okay. Your sister.
1: Yes. What's happening? Gracie's barking because you said my sister. Stop it. No, I don't know why they're going somewhere. Okay. But yeah, I, you know, I always think that like when a yeah. the moment. Happens. Yeah. Yeah. My sister. What did my sister this feels like a lifetime ago that I had a sister. How
0: long ago was that?
1: She passed in 2002, January 1st, 2002. So it was a lifetime ago, but like, it's weird. You you know, right? You, you it's just, it is what it is. And I, I, I have to say that her son is in South Africa and he literally just had a baby. So my mom's a great grandmother now. He's 25 and six, 25, six, I don't know. He might not be capable of this situation, but we'll find out soon enough. I do pray for the, for the child and the child's name is Katia. So, uh, we, we, we hope for the the best.
0: Oh, Mm -hmm. so what, so please walk me through what happened with Katia. Now you mentioned earlier that fateful night, but you did lose her. And it was as, as far as I know to addiction.
1: Yes. She, so it was around 13 years old. And I'm five years younger than her. So you can imagine from that early age till the end, what we, what we got to see. Whew. I mean, she lived in her 34 years, she lived no joke because her name is Kat, nine lives. And there was, always, there was always something. There was always the drinking and smoking and falling asleep with the cigarette in the bed and the, the place baby bring down. There was always the mental complete destruction and chaos and ending up you know restrained in the hospital there you name it it happened there were heart attacks there were lockdowns there were sending away to kibbutzes there were three children there were multiple marriages she got married at the first time at 15. Um, she just was on the fast pass to through life completely she was well liked she was for the most part loved by everybody because you'd see her, she'd come in, like, I would go even to get some tattoos, and I'd end up, it's, it's LA, you know, we go to the same places, oh my god, your cat sister, oh shit, what does this mean, yeah, I'm cat sister, (laughs) and the stories would come out, you know, your sister was so amazing, and god, she's so special, and you get into conversation with her, and then, like, she, she would take something, and within, like, 20 minutes, she was slurring her words and her eyes started rolling back in her head. And I'm like, Oh, I know the rest of the story. I'm, I'm sorry. You know, I'm sorry. So it was like, you love to love cat, but you never knew what you were going to get. Um, and it was really difficult. It was like those next level addicts, you know, who are on that fast track to, uh, to nowhere quickly. So, you know, I mean, look within 34 years, she's got a set of twins. They live in Ohio thank God. Uh, They're happy. They're both gay women. Amazing. Which I knew at birth that one of them was for sure. And Micah was the one that came out first. And then out of the blue on like the pier in in Newport and she's like, the guy was picking up on her. She's like, no, I don't like men. And we're like, wait, wait, what? Oh my God. And she's so in love. It's ridiculous. So the girls are, the girls are great, but you know what? That's interesting because they were born in LA. And when my sister passed, they were taken to Ohio to live with their grandmother for the most part on that side of the family and they're totally different Mm -hmm. and they weren't raised under you know being Sassoon grandkids and in la and blah 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 blah. so they're they have a they have a big fighting amazing chance in this world and they're beautiful people and then her son is in australia so she she had kids she had weddings she had marriages she had but what she didn't have is a sense of self and she didn't have self-love and she didn't find joy in anything and she was always struggling for it on a you could feel it day to day to day to day and finally at the end you know which is I think after some of the shock wore off I accepted she's not for this life she just it was time you know she didn't have the fight in her whether she was misdiagnosed or not is one thing but at the end of the day she was an addict and she took too many of one thing mixed with alcohol and other drugs and called it quit was that purposeful that's the question so I believe because she said something my mom and I believe two different things and she still believes that had her husband at the time taken her to the hospital that I, I said mom but it happened and mom things happened for a reason and I, I believe that she was done she might have been scared but her true inner self was already checked out and because she said to me it was in prior to Thanksgiving and this was New Year's she was, she really flat out told me that i don't have light at the end of the tunnel like there was nothing else for her and and at that point i kind of came to whoa that's a heavy place to be and you know within a couple months you know if you don't have the fight in you and you know she didn't she, would it have been nice to say look you guys i can't do this anymore i don't know what to do i'm lost i'm like ready to give up and maybe open that conversation up great but that takes you know next level strength Um, or just maybe just showing up like for yourself she was done and I don't I I don't necessarily blame her you know I'm a fighter I really and I tried to do it on levels all the levels and find the goodness and figure out the whys and, and, and then just be present not worry about what he or she thinks and then be myself and uh, try to allow people to love me without covering my brown spots on my face because they won't love me if I have, you know, imperfections, all this shit that just goes on that doesn't even exist in the world that we truly live in, which should be that spiritual place. Because when we aren't here in physical form, what are we left with? Not the stuff that we really think about and stress over and worry about, but the essence of love and connection and light. And, And so what is it what does it matter but then you we are living this human experience and it can be amazing so we get to be sober and we get to have these conversations and and tears and laughter and being upset as long as we know how to get to the other side without somewhat finding alcohol or drugs or torture ourselves in the meantime you know so there's so many different ways of being human and and I try to find oh now I understand that title of that book the The path least resistance what is is that what it is the path, I think, is that it, Michelle. The path of least resistance. It makes more sense to me right now. So I feel like we went from housewives
0: to death to the path of least resistance. You just went on a little rant <laughs> that I love. Like I was like, oh my god, like love, light, and happiness, and all this excitement.
1: Yeah, I mean, it is for me, but but why?
0: First, I was that just going to tell res- you. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. No. No, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> I just going to say what I love about this, um, you know, us sort of connecting is that you do have a platform and you are open to using that for the good. And, um, as having the same, um, subject matter, passion projects is cool because <clears throat> that's always my giddy up, you know, it's my hiccup. It's like, you know, I have followers, but I don't have followers. Right. I have, I have people that I have organically just a couple of things that I'm doing and, you know, it only takes that one time for somebody find the right stuff to know, like, oh, this is what we needed to hear. And I continually hear that as I do these things. Um, But I'm also in little old Reno, Nevada, right? So well, so as you're saying this, and I and I meet you,
1: you know, not on text, um, or email, one, you're, you, this goes back to what was my first comment was going to be is you're super fucking cool. Like you're, you're, Cool. You 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 know what you're saying. You have this great energy. There's no reason why, and this is what makes me mad: is that like, well, wait, why don't the right people have the right platforms? You know, this is something mm-hmm. that needs to have a bigger platform, 100. percent And so yes, you're right. In any way that I can help, and even in growing mine, trying to because we do need to impact more people, get that message across. And you know what? If if you're listening, like there is an issue out there with being sober isn't cool. Or being the one without the glass or the drink or the whatever in the hand that's not true that is not true i even hear it from a lot of my friends i'm uncomfortable if i don't have a drink wait what what do you mean what do you mean you're actually like you're 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 standing tall you're there with water you're you're present you're fucking cool and and that's i
0: think like we we need to just talk about the cool factor of sober people so at the end of every show i typically ask if you had the opportunity, dead or alive, invite someone to a dinner party, who would it be and why? One person only? I mean, listen, if you wanna change the rules of my show, you can totally do that. <laughs> no, I can't do that to you, but maybe I can have- No, it's okay, cause you're a control freak. <laughs> and you just wanna do what you wanna do. And so go ahead okay. and tell us all, tell us how many, no, no, how many no, people no, you're gonna have no, at your party. I mean, okay, okay, so the morning I got sober, there were two people there
1: talking to me and not literally to my face. So I would ask them and invite them to my dinner party. And it happens to be my father. And the second one happens to be the, the living human version of Jesus who walked the earth to help other people. And those two people were talking at me and having a conversation with, and I wasn't crazy. They were literally talking to themselves and it was a visualization too, like they were talking and I could hear my dad's, like he was angry. And even Jesus was con- very, very, very concerned. And my heart was breaking because they, I was not living up to, you know, my self in their eyes and that's my father. And that's a man who walked this earth to help other people in any way, shape or form, you know, I'm not like, Oh, he's holier than that. He's in the sky. Bullshit shit. Just like the rest of us, you know, like the issues he could have had were he can relate because he can authentically feel that pain and suffering. And so those, I, I want those two men and there's a whole other list, but that's for another game, but I feel
0: like we have to revisit what you just said. Cause I have no fucking idea what you were talking about. <laughs>
1: Are you so, telling me with,
0: you saw Jesus on earth and then your dad, but your dad was really dead. And so he visited you, but it wasn't his spirit.
1: So they're both dead. And so I'm not talking about Jesus in Christianity. I'm talking about Jesus in Judaism, who actually was, they considered a man who, who, who actually helped people and not this idea of the savior that comes in religion. I'm just not religious. I, but There's I do two different
0: that, Jesuses.
1: Well, I don't know. Do you read the old Testament and the new Testament?
0: Oh fuck. I don't read any of the testaments. I was raised Catholic. I don't do any of that shit. I just, I just went, you're even, you're even crazier than them. Right. I just showed up. So I didn't get in trouble that I wasn't there. And I did the the father, the son, the Holy spirit.
1: Yeah. And I, you know what? I get it too. So, but I just don't. So, okay. So you come from Catholicism, which I can't relate to. I don't even, I don't relate to all of it because it's religion. It's a bunch of crap, but, but if there was this man and this idea of Jesus who walked the earth and really truly impacted people's lives. And then the, the man who raised me, they were having a conversation and I was trying to get ready to go hiking the day that I got sober and I was losing my shit. Just like, Oh my God. I'm, I'm, and at that point I knew I had to give in and stop. And so those would be the two people that would be at my
0: dinner party. Okay. I like yeah. that. I got it more. I, I think I, you got, yep. So, um, we'll just end at that.
1: You have, yes, but you have to play that out because I need you to be like, what the fuck are you talking about? And I need to listen to what you heard because there lies the crazy. There's the perfect segue into how, what, who, where, when, and what happened for next time.
0: Da, 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 da. What Eden's saying is if you want part two, she's in, but only if every listener today hops on to. Where do we go? Apple TV. Nope. Cause we're not doing TV. That's you. Um, they're going to go to the podcasts on the Apple and they're going to leave a review. They're going to just say what they thought about the show. And I'm sure it's going to be amazing.
1: I, I am going there and leaving
0: the best review because you my dear are
1: hands down and I I so bad and you put me in my place I so bad want to know more I want your story and I want you and I want everything and you're like nope I'm doing the interview I'm like oh okay but we're gonna make that happen too because I need to know you're awesome you really are awesome
0: Mm, you're so sweet, and uh, thank you for that. I appreciate it, and I take it to heart for sure. Um, I definitely know how to take compliments now, and I feel I feel your authenticity in that, and so I appreciate it. And I'm really excited forever for whatever the future brings um, to the both of us. And I love that we will definitely be able to collaborate in some way. Yes. Thank you for leaving a review because that is huge for me. I think there's 60 or 70 on there, and so the more I get reviews, then At some point when I try to monetize the podcast and go to people to like sponsor, they want to see shit like that. But like you just said, like if you don't already have a platform, they don't want to sponsor. And then you're like, fuck you. Then let's just, so I'm organically growing girl. That's where I'm at. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to, I'm going to chime in right now. And even
1: Michelle, who was sitting here with me and you, you know, her from Sway, she's going to leave a review too.
0: Awesome. I love it. Thank Thank you you so much for your time. I really appreciate it.
1: Thank you for yours. And our message needs to be we we're gonna continue doing this. And again, you know,
0: part two. I love it. Thank you so much. Okay. We'll talk You're soon. Beautiful. Thank you. Yes. Bye. Okay. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Recovery Hour podcast. Successful podcasts equal subscribers and good ratings. Please take a few minutes to rate, review, and subscribe. To learn more about me, your host, Lori Windfell, jump on over to therecoveryhour.com. Here you'll find information on my coaching and speaking practices, as well as information on guests of the show. If you're still listening to this and you haven't subscribed to my mom yet, what are you doing? You're lame. So go do it right now. All right. All right. Calm down. Sorry about that. He's just really excited for this to be successful. Since I I've been spending all of my free time on this project and not with him. While you aren't lame, as my son suggests, I would really appreciate a few minutes of your time to subscribe. While it doesn't seem like much, it really does help my goal in spreading the word of recovery. Until next time, let's continue to inspire, live, and give.